You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. I am your host today, Akeisha, holding it down for my girl, Dion. And I'm here with my lovely co-host, Alan and Phil, who we all love so dearly. Okay, so before we get into the nitty gritty of what's going on in the NBA, let's just start with our grateful moments. Hey, everyone. Our Belgium family, what's going on? We see you watching us on Spotify. I am grateful for Father's Day. My family took care of me, fed me, gave me plenty of gifts. My daughter hooked me up with Jordan, pair Jordan 3, and with the New York Knicks colors, slash Mets colors. And my, so, and my wife gifted me a hardwood classic um, Mets 1986 World Series jacket. So I am good. I am really good. I thank God for my family and my um, and my couple other gifts to another pair of Jordans and some Vans. Oh, y'all yeah. rich. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter, thank God my daughter works. And, you know, and my wife is a nurse. So I thank God for them. They really spoiled me. I'm I'm grateful. Being patient and um things always work out. Thank God for um, my family. Awesome. What's going on, y'all? I am grateful for family. Um, my aunt just celebrated a birthday this weekend. Um, had a little surprise birthday for her. Um, it was the first time when you think about it, dealing with COVID is the first time that I've seen family, you know, with social distance, had on masks and everything like that. And it was good to see her because I think I haven't seen her since April of last year. Wow. So it was definitely good to see her. And I, I'm grateful to just have her in my life for another year. That's amazing. Um, it's always wonderful to be with family and to be celebrated and just piggybacking off of Father's Day. I was so happy to celebrate my husband where my, you know, my kids, they got him some thoughtful gifts. I was so proud. I said, oh my God, I feel like I'm doing something right. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's a lot of people say that Mother's Day is always a big deal and Father's Day is like an afterthought. But I feel like where I'm seeing more and more fathers celebrated. So I'm super grateful for that, especially black fathers, because we need them like never before. And I know so many of them who are doing an awesome job. So happy Father's Day again to those who are still celebrating or basking in their overflow. We, we honor you, we salute you, and we thank you. So <clears throat> now that we got the grateful stuff out the way, let's talk about what I'm ungrateful for. <laughs> Okay, this, how this Eastern Conference is it's just not panning out the way that we thought, okay? We had Philadelphia lose to the Hawks. We had the Nets, and I know Phil was crying, so I'm glad it happened before Father's Day. The Nets lost to the Bucks. So, I, okay, I'm just upset at both, but let's start with the Nets. What happened, okay? Because after game five, I feel like everybody was floating like, oh, we're going to win. Katie is a super superstar. He's like little MJ. It's real. <laughs> and then we have this. So, Phil, go ahead. I know. I know I can feel it. Go ahead. Let me tell you the MVP. The MVP is Giannis. <laughs> Why you say Giannis MVP? This dude slipped his foot underneath Kyrie <laughs> and ensure that he messed up his ankle. So, Giannis, you know how to take him out. Oh, because that's the only way y'all won. The only way Milwaukee won is through injury. Harden couldn't move. So KD did everything he can. He could have done. He scored his 40 points. Both games almost, you know, average of literally last three games was 40 points. But you know who else I blame? Dan and Tony. Dan Tony. Yes. <laughs> that was all Dan Tony trickery. Oh, Running up and down. Exhausted in minutes. Spare no expense. What the Nets should have done is after you won game five, you rest Harden and you rest um, KD. You know, you rest them. So what? Let the, 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 the bench players get, you know, warmed up, play their, their hearts out, and you have been surprised. Maybe they would have kept it close. Maybe they would have done something. And then game five, surely. Then you come to game seven. Then you come to game seven. KD did no slander. 
I'm not giving no slack. KD did everything he could have done. Only thing he could have done is shrunk his feet. He couldn't have done that, right? So I have nothing. I blame uh, the rookie coach, Dan Tony, and and I give the MVP to Giannis and slipping his foot underneath Kyrie. Don't blasphemy. Go ahead, Alan. I see your face. Go ahead, please. Phil. <laughs> oh. Like, Phil, what? Like, rest. I can, okay, I can give you resting Harden, but resting Katie. But game like, six. There's no load management in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's load management. Who does that? And I'm pretty sure the next. You think you think the Nets would you think really Katie and James Harden would have been okay with just sitting down for one game in the playoffs? Absolutely not. Not high school. Absolutely <laughs> not. And guess what? Even if they rested, they still would have been tired on Saturday night. They yes, they would have. He oh, never he sat have. down. Mm. He never sat down. He played, he played what? Uh four, he played the whole 48. Minutes. He, 49, he played the whole 48. In the last game, game five. 50 something. He played 42 42 to 40 in game six. Who hard and then he played 53 minutes his last game. Right. He was going to get tired regardless. No, he's going to get tired regardless. I mean, the minutes add up. But what happened is Katie did what he had to do. Harden gave what he could have gave. Uh, Joe Harris couldn't hit nothing. Since game two, Side of a he can't throw a pebble in the ocean, <laughs> even if he tried. Um, I wouldn't blame. I wouldn't blame coaching at all. Um, I wouldn't. Not. Not too. Not too much. Honestly, no. Claxton, that young agile center, that kid could move. I know. I'm not in practice, but what I've seen, that kid could have done something. He could have moved. They could have put the De- uh, DeAndre Jordan clog that middle. DeAndre Jordan is a wall. A wall. That would have been a true wall. Because what they did, here's the point. I'm sorry, Alan. Dan Tony likes to play what? Small ball. Small ball. Okay. How'd that work out? Dan Tony would Dan Tony's a regular season, great regular season coach. Trust me, he was in New York. Playoff time? Nah, he he doesn't make adjustments. He he's 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 just focused on what he needs to do. They had options. They had options. But what he chose to do is stuck to the floor and and and, and follow Dan Tony. But that's just me. Go ahead, Alan. But I'll say this. Dan Tony. Well, first of all, no, that's not what I want to say. DeAndre Jordan wasn't gonna give you nothing. I'm gonna tell you that now. Did you not watch the game when Milwaukee and the next played in back-to-back games? DeAndre Jordan his face was screaming for help. And DeAndre Jordan can't get up and down the court like that anymore. Six fouls. You can't. Oh, six fouls. Six fouls. Nah. See, with Giannis, you need someone who can move their feet. It's not DeAndre Jordan. Black. You need someone. You need someone who can stay square with Giannis and at least be able to bang with him. If you don't have anyone who can, who's girthy like a Blake or a Jeff Green or whoever the case is. He's, he's going to blow right by you because normally your feet are slow. So, I mean, Giannis, he did what he had to do. I mean, he averaged 30 for the series. Um, Middleton, he only played well at home, but him and Drew, like, really struggled. Um, so, I mean, all that really happened is the Bucks made the plays they had to make. KD did what was necessary. Um, when, everyone, when everyone was asking, Oh, will KD be ready? I say, y'all not asking the right question. KD is always going to be ready. Question is, will the others be ready? In game five, we saw it. The only other that was available and really ready to help was Jeff Green. It was Supersonics all over again, the duo that held it down. The next game, well, nah, go ahead. I I missed what you said. No, Blake had 24 the game five, too. He helped out. Blake, it was Blake and, um, and, um, Jeff, they helped out. They they kept them afloat. Between them, they gave him fifty points, and, and then Katie gave forty nine. So I gotta give Blake his due. Well, Jeff was the main one that held it down overall. But I'm just saying that uh, when we moved to Game Six, uh, it was close, but then it got out of hand later. Chris Middleton finally got going. 
Um, then game seven, I mean, they had the opportunity. I mean, Joe Harris had that wide open three with less than a minute left in overtime. KD made him a reckless shot. His legs were gone. I mean, what else can we expect? Like, everyone, everyone says, says now KD know what it feels to be like LeBron or whatever the case is. And I'm like, I get it. But see, LeBron chooses to do all that. KD does it if it's necessary. And that's why he is the way he is. But credit to the Bucks, They did what was necessary. They escaped with a win. And it's going to be an interesting... It's going to be an interesting uh, series, hopefully. Mm. Well, we can keep on hoping because... <laughs> We're just going to have to keep on hoping because now we have Milwaukee Bucks. Congratulations. Love you. Bless your heart. They're going to be facing the Hawks. They could have very well been facing the Sixers if Ben Simmons had not gone on vacation so soon. So I'm very, very upset that <laughs> they lost the game. They should have won. But when I look at the talent is there. The attitude was absolutely not. I'm like, what are you have Philadelphia who is going to have herd immunity against COVID-19 and Delta and whatever other variant? Because when I looked in the stands, I said, oh my God, they are there from top to bottom. So you have all of this fan loving support and you can't deliver. Like, what's the problem? I'm gonna write a letter. That's probably what I'm gonna do to Ben Simmons and management. Because that was beyond me. He checked out. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what else to call it. Either he was point shaving and owed people a lot of money, or he just checked out because he didn't have the confidence. And oh my God, my coach doesn't believe in me. Maybe that's the issue. Somebody talk me. T tell me. I don't know. Because I'm. A, I'm gonna go with that until somebody can prove me otherwise. Listen, we have to give make Nate, Nate McMillan props. He pulled out the hack and shack in game five. <laughs> hack of Ben. You know, we have pandemic P. Pandemic P turned to Pfizer George. <laughs> we got COVID Ben. This dude, mm. the mental thing. I've seen videos of this dude playing, uh, shooting half-court shots for money and winning. I've seen this guy, you know, off-season videos of him shooting. And, and, and it's threes and everything, you know. Practice Joe, we got to call him. This dude, mm -hmm. the biggest, this is the stage which you work all your life for. This is the stage where, this is the part, you know, Keisha could attest to this, and, 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 and her in the gym playing college ball growing up. Through five, four, three, two, one, you shoot the ball, right? You shoot yeah. the ball, and you go over and over again. This is the stage. And the only person sucked up all the stage was Trey Young. Trey Young. Oh my goodness, this dude. <laughs> so Dallas looked like a fool for, for trading. This dude took the stage, danced on it, tap dance, bow, rock, rocket air guitar all over the 76ers. <laughs> and, and, and Ben, and Ben, and this is the moment where Ben, literally, I think the, it gotta be the shoes. Trey Young de debuted his brand new shoes. There must be something in those shoes because mm. Ben copped out, but I'm not going to excuse. I'm in the group chat. Yeah. All try to tell me no Ben, Ben, you know, is Ben. Doc Rivers should have made a media ploy stating that when they asked him, what do you think about Ben shooting? And I'm summarizing this. Ben Suma, he responded, Ben is Ben. We're not worried about that. He should have that day one said, we're going to work on his shooting. Mm-hmm. We're going to work on shooting. They, they yeah. should have caroused him. They should have did everything they need to do to get him prepped for that the beginning of the season because they knew this could cause the 76ers not to go on. And two, 76ers, y'all fools. And when Brooklyn went down, y'all should have went all out and destroyed the Hawks. That was a free championship for y'all. Free finals appearance. Free. <laughs> free. You may never get this opportunity again because next year, 
you know Brooklyn's going to do what they need to do. Three. Three. Mm. But, hey, you know what? Two things I could say. Right? The Knicks had a better season than the 76ers. That's what I could say. <laughs> I thought you was about to say, hey, well, now the 76ers are on vacation like the Knicks and the Nets. I thought you were going to say something like that. but Oh, okay. You know what I'm going to say? Hey, 76ers fan, how's the offseason going so far? First of all, I feel like you're being, first of all, it's still fresh too soon. <laughs> and you're just being disrespectful. <laughs> I'm going to write a letter to your management as well. Thank you very much. <laughs> Only got one question. <laughs> what is it, Alan? For Ben Simmons. I'm going to send it to him. Say it. Do you love the game of basketball? I mean. Just because you play it don't mean you love it. That's facts. That's facts. And I just don't understand a person of his stature. We talked about this probably right before the bubble ended or probably right after. Mm -hmm. We talked about Joel Embiid. Mm -hmm. We talked about Ben Simmons. Joel B did what he was supposed to do. He said he wanted to be an MVP caliber player. Mm-hmm. He was that. Yep. Yeah. Ben Simmons. Bro. You can't average 14 in a regular season and then turn into triple single over the playoffs. Yeah, triple single. Sounds so stupid. You, you can't. Mm-hmm. And... I think it was the first, what, maybe three three out of the four games he scored in double digits, and I think that total was about 60. Uh, These other games that he scored in single digits, I don't think it even got to 30 or close to it. Last time I checked, it was like 20-ish. And... To be an all-star, there's certain expectations that you have to have, and you're not living up to it. So this is why I asked if you love the game of basketball, because people are out here comparing you to Andre Robeson with athleticism. You got people calling you Chris Brown, saying your music's not evolving and you haven't done anything to get any better over the course of your career. Oh, snap. So, I mean, what are you going to do to make sure you stay in the league? Mm-hmm. And that's really that's really my question. Because some people are like, yeah, I, I do believe the Sixers need to trade him. Right now, his trade value isn't looking too good right now. And, I mean... What what do you want to achieve while you're in the league? That's that's really like the only question that I have. I mean, give Hawks credit. I mean, shoot, they were down almost 20 in two of these games, came back and won. And it's just like, yo, like when you ahead, like this is a different type of NBA to where the three-point line is like super critical. You can be down 18 and next thing you know, like, as long as you down by at least 10 to 12 by the fourth quarter, we're still in striking distance. And you just have to have that mentality to just step on their neck. But credit to the Hawks, credit to Nate McMillan. Um, he got those boys believing and shout out to them. My question, Akisha, what do you do with Ben? Do you keep him? Do you fire Doc Rivers? No. Because Collins had that shirt. Remember, I put in a group there. Collins had that shirt where he... <laughs> His hairline was gone, and so he was. And the T-shirt had him dunking on Joel. Thrust that process, and his shades laughing at them, laughing at them. First of all, I can't take him and that hairline seriously, so he was dismissed. Secondly, um, yeah, Ben Simmons is about to look like a high-paid G League player if he doesn't get his life together. He needs to get it together. I don't, I don't want him anymore. So I feel like. Neither do the Sixers. It's he doesn't even play with like that Philly mentality or Philly swag. Like, where is your dog fight? You're playing like Villanova. 
Like that's how Villanova girls play. Ooh, Ooh <laughs> question, so Akeisha. But the, no, you know what? No, I can't even say that because they shoot. I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. Villanova girls can play and they shoot. So Ben, I don't, I can't even say no rec league because they play. Maybe practice. That's it. Maybe. I'm a, I'm a, yeah. Go ahead, Alan, before I get upset. <laughs> question. Uh, there was a trade rumor on the table for the Sixers to have Kyle Lowry. Looking back, would you have taken that trade? Oh my God, yes. And his mom, his sister, whoever, whatever he needed to be comfortable. Yes, absolutely. Because we got cutie pants over here who's got all this money and he just likes girls, fast cars, and in fashion in fashion so again where does basketball come into play where and if he has a mental block like i said maybe acupuncture maybe prayer and fasting maybe he needs intercessors maybe he needs i don't know counseling or something because this young man is not living up to it and this was his time to shine i'm so over it I'm over. So what do y'all do? Trade him. Trade him. Wow. Yeah. You know how they have that button where you can like open the floor? Yeah. <laughs> press that. Press that button. Boop. Oh, bang. See you later. So you're at Philly right now. So mm -hmm. y'all are done with him. Y'all want mm -hmm. nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's about right. I feel like because I, I was looking on social media today from other Philly fans. <laughs> People, Philly fans in Philly, and they were they just posted other Simmons who were greater than Ben Simmons at this time. We had Angela Simmons, we, <laughs> Richard Simmons. <laughs> like it was a lot. I was cracking up. I agreed with it though. So he probably should tighten up, do something. Just not here. See you later. Bye bye now. Well, I think that, mm. and you know what, Doc has to call that. I still blame him. he has a percentage of it. I know he didn't have shooters and so forth. Well, I trade Ben Simmons. The Knicks side of me said no, because you are vulnerable. But if I was thinking of Philly, yes. And you know who I would target? I would target, um, um, Portland, not Damian Lillard, but mm. um, CJ. CJ. CJ looked like a dog who who doesn't bow down and will fit that Philly mold. That that's really all we need. Yeah. It's and, too and, many. You can't have too many pansies. So no. Mm -mm. I would take him, trade Ben Simmons, see if he could get McCall. Mm -hmm. Trade um uh what's the other guard? Not Maxi, what's the other guard? And see if he could get not Cantor, but the other guy who's unhappy over there. Because he, Ooh. what's his name? The other center, the starting center. He's an offense. talking about Nurkic? Try to get, I know they wouldn't do that. They would probably want a couple more draft picks, but you don't want Dame Nurkic? would definitely disapprove. <laughs> hey, for Ben? Because Ben is going to pass the ball. Ben is going to lock down. He's going to pass the ball under the basket, which it, is ridiculous. He should have done it. Yeah. Well, we, we have to give McMillan. The, 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 he is a coach. He broke Ben mentally. Game five, when he employed the hack of Ben. Once he employed that, he was fragmented. Yeah. So he shouldn't be I hate the Hawks. What they did to my Knicks. I, I I want them. I don't want them to make the finals. Oh, I guess the next we'll talk about that. What we see, you know, how employed next week. But, ah, mm, boy. And now I think thrushing the cop, uh, thrushing the process is a new thing. No more, uh, no longer a thing, huh? You know what? I wasn't really on. It was funny, but I was like, you know what? Whatever. Let's see how far we get. Now I don't like the process. I don't really think there was a process, and I'm, I'm done. <laughs> done with them. I'm done with the hashtag. I'm done with it all. They should pay me for my inconvenience of watching it. <laughs> I agree. So upset. And pay for all the COVID tests and them people are gonna need who was in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> All those rapid says that was ridiculous. Oh no.
But we shall see, I guess, as exciting as this Hawks and Bucks. Mm. Got birds versus, what is a buck? A male deer, a moose or something? Yeah, a deer. Oh, that's cute. That should be fine. But I don't really care. <laughs> we got state, let me see, in the West. Uh, yeah. No, I don't care. <laughs> but I think in the West, we have the Clippers. We got State Farm Pole. Then we have Phoenix. So, predictions. I'm going to just go with State Farm because it's. I have this brand branded in my head every time I see a commercial. Chris Paul, State Farm. So, I'm going to go with them because I feel like they have more security. What do y'all think? <laughs> Clippers, Phoenix. Well, I it's I don't know if Pandemic P will come through <laughs> or Pfizer George, and and the and, and the Clippers they lose the first two games and win the series. And my heart and my eyes see the Suns winning this, but I cannot doubt Tyron Lue. He this dude is. I don't know what he's done, mm-hmm. what vaccine he have taken. <laughs> I don't know. He has his team playing. I don't trust the first two games. So right now, I'll let you know my prediction when I see game three. If the Suns win game three, then I'm running with the Suns in five. Right? But if they don't win, it's going game seven. And it's a toss up. So I am unsure. My heart, and my mind, and the gameplay of this and not not falling in love with the first game they play it's just that the suns are a stacked team they they're hitting on all cylinders uh, I, um devin booker is emerged as showing the world what we all have known he is a superstar so you know if the clippers lose three games i'm going with the suns if the clippers win game three flashbacks of the last two series <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know yo so here go phil again with the gentleman sweep or or winning in five games how many he said that for the bucks he said that for the hawks who who else who else who else am i am i missing like i got it wrong once Listen, if Giannis didn't stick his foot underneath Kyrie, the the thing would have been done. Giannis is the real MVP. All right, so I feel like this game is going to, or this series between the Suns and the Clippers is going to go seven. Mm -hmm. And I'm giving the edge to the Suns. Just because the way they play together it's it's hard to beat that and with chris paul out right now and devin booker doing what he's doing in campaign stepping up everyone's really stepping up right like a few episodes ago i said it looks like there's another level that they're still tapping into and i still see like i'm like yo like I don't know if they're there yet, but it still seems like there's more that they can do. Um, Devin Booker is out here looking like Kobe killing the mid-range. And it's like, whoever's assignment that is, have fun. Mm -hmm. uh, Because he's going to get his. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, we need to go ahead and stop this narrative that Ty Lue can't coach. because he can coach. He really can now. He can. And it's going to be interesting to see what type of adjustments he'll make for the second game. To me, it just seems like more that uh, the Suns were prepared to do anything that the Clippers were going to do to them. Devin Booker knew he'll be double teamed. He didn't try to press on. He was just looking to make the smart basketball play which opened it up for everybody else. And everyone did what they generally do. Cam Johnson hitting shots, mm-hmm. Carroll being physical, hitting shots, Aiton dominating the paint. Mm-hmm. 
And it just looks like they were just making shots to where there are periods where the Clippers weren't. So I don't expect the Clippers to continue to miss that way. And we just might have to admit, Paul George is probably better as a first option than just playing like the Robin. Right. (laughs) He likes to be Batman, clearly. Yeah. Okay. When you break it down like that. Huh. And you're right about Tyrone. I was like, all right, Tyrone Lou, you you showing yourself. It's just something about when Iverson steps over you that probably wakes up the inner beast team. Like, yeah, I'm about to do this. I remember when that happened. That was funny. <laughs> I'm gonna let it go. But what's Keish? Come on, don't fall for this. Don't fall for the banana in the tail. Okay, I'll take it back. Hey, go. What's up, Keish? What's going on, y'all? So listen. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. First of all, let me say this. This is whack, man. Like, I, all these teams left is whack. Like, it is whack. We established it in the beginning. Like, yay, who cares? The East Coast is whack. The right. West is good. The West, the West is, all right, it's maybe good for you, Phil. It's not good for me. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I still want to see guys, notable names like Kawhi still in the playoff plan. He's not there. Paul George, I-, I love what the Clippers did. They rallied around. Um, they tried to push the narrative that Paul that 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 Kawhi was the only reason why they were good. So a lot of times when teams get that little that little extra that little extra oomph they get when their star player is out because everybody count them out. So they rally behind that thought. So I see like the Clippers did that. They did a great job with that. They have a talented roster, by the way. You know, Mars Twin is an underrated player, very good player. They got great guard play. Um, you know, whether we believe it or not, um, what's the guy named the goggles? No, he got, he has the baseball specs on now. The, oh, the Reggie guard. Jackson. Reggie Jackson. He was a starting point, point guard on the team before. He was he was the guy uh, leading the ship. Uh, Rondo was that guy. Um, you know, they got they got a good team, y'all. I mean, I feel like we, we counted the Clippers out just because Kawhi wasn't there, and I don't think we should have done that. But this series right here, um, like you guys talked about, Booker is playing at another level, but I'm not giving him Kobe braids. I mean, we got to kind of scale back on that Kobe braid. Kobe is like, he get double, triple team, you on his shoulder, and he hitting these things. It's like, you know, I'm just going, he got he to gotta get a couple more playoffs in the book for me to give him a Kobe comparison, but he is playing really well right now, so I'll give him that too. But um, so – um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if we talked about uh, my guys losing. I'm sure you guys chimed in on the Sixers failures and Phil and these gentlemen sweeps, man. He is Phil, you're out of your mind, bro. I knew he was doomed, guys. I told y'all I knew he was doomed as soon as Phil said gentlemen sweep <laughs> behind <laughs> behind my team. I knew it was a wrap for us. Um, Thrust but, the process. But, Thrust the process. I'm done with you. I'm done with you, Phil. But I'll say this: I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to these on the series just to see how Booker is going to look <clears throat> and what's Chris Paul going to look like when he comes back. So I think they did some rallying just like the, the Clippers did before. I think the Suns did some rallying because their leader was out and they showed everybody they could play without their leader too. So I'm interested to see how it looks in game two. Paul going to be back. Stay Let home. me defend that statement about <laughs> Kobe real quick. I was just saying the way he dominated playing in the mid-range mm-hmm. was just Kobe-esque because lately we've been seeing the top talent when they're dominating, they're killing them in the mid-range. And when you see Devin Booker go for 18 in the third, I'm like, bro, once once he gets to his spot, like Kobe is the same. Like he'll get to his spot, and once you know he gets to his spot, good luck. And once that mid range for Devin Booker is going, it's pretty much the same. And with that, back to the mid range. I think just basketball. Period. That's always a dangerous spot. My dad used to tell me all the time when he was coaching me. He was like, "This, if you can master the mid range, you can absolutely be unstoppable." Because everybody, everybody, oh, I'm running. Let me chuck a three or get the easy bucket and dunk it's like dude this is like consistently open if if you master the mid-range you that's easy easy money i wish you the same thing too 
Right. You know, I can't say the same thing. But it's like every because you train as a defender to cut off the person. You know what I'm saying? You train to cut that person off. Mm-hmm. So if I'm if I'm moving full speed as a defender, it's just in my mind right. that I gotta cut you off from you getting to the basket. Right. So about time I take my last step, that other guy like a Kobe is pulling up. He's exactly. he's he's playing mind games with your mind. Mm-hmm. He's saying he's saying. I know you got to cut me off, but you can't cut me off and recover for a jump shot at the same time. Exactly. That's why that mid-range is so crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm with y'all with this. But one more statement that I want you to defend, too. It's this this Paul George, guys. Y'all can't be going for this fool's goal, man. He is he actually is a fool's goal. Well, it depends on how fresh those grades are. It depends on how fresh those grades are. That's going to determine the outcome of this game, not his play. I want to see what the little edges look like, braided all the way down to the tip. <laughs> and Paul George, we trust, man. I, I, it's tough for me to, to trust, tough, to trust Paul it. George, man. He did it in he did it in back to back games where it counted the most. He did it back to back games that counted the most. Which one? The one the closeout game? Game five and game six. Yeah, that's you 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 already said, Phil, that they were fakers, man. They didn't have no, no I said the jazz are fakers. The jazz <laughs> yeah, are fakers. That's the that's the, the one you talk about. It's the game you yeah, said he showed the up. Jazz right? are fakers. I the jazz were always fakers to me. I don't trust them. They're not <laughs> battle tested. So how you gonna give him credit? For you know why? Because they came in fake you, not Keisha. I don't think he faked out Keisha, but fake you. Uh, the two basketball minds on the team who played in the highest level. No, 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 no. Blasphemy. Fake you out. Yes, it did. And you was like, oh, you got me wearing 76 gears. That's how bad. Oh, that's because you still mad about the 76s gear. You bring it up. That too. You you had so much you got faked out. You you, 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 you did. So you said that you you believed in them. And I said, listen, you live by the uh, live by the three, you die by the three, and they died. All right. Phil, don't ever go to court for me, Phil. Don't ever go to court. Oh my God, he's gonna look like trust your record, bro. What I I said was I defended myself, true story. I defended myself. You like that dude that tried to defend himself the other day. In Charlotte and won. I I know you won, Phil, because the judge was probably like, all right, I said, and you still going on with your opening statement. (laughs) Like like, I, said, you I said okay. Right. <laughs> Phil, I, what I said was I don't trust the Clippers. Yeah. So but, I believe the Jazz can beat them because I don't trust. I wasn't giving I wasn't giving kudos to the Jazz for being this phenomenal listen, team. Listen, I said people, I said they're episode. underdogs, number one. And then I said that I then I said that I don't trust the Clippers, number two. That's the two things I said, Phil. Al Allen, who's also a producer, if you could have a chance to splice that recording. After he stated that, okay, and then play his talk, he said, "Y'all don't believe in Utah." He said, "He said I trust Utah so much so." No, he didn't say trust Utah. He said, Thank "I you. believe in Thank Utah so much so that they're going to beat blah blah blah, and that they're going to handle." And you can't refer indirectly that they're going to handle their business with the Clippers. So that tells me that you believe in Utah. And where are they now? They right now. Mitchell and, and Randall are having conversations. That's where they are. They're both home. You better say hey, that. My memory is this great. <laughs> Kelvin said, I feel like we're not giving Utah their just due, their respect. What that mean? Thank you. That's, all, that that's all I this remember guy, here. Man. Clearly what saying. That, that, that means that they're a good team. They're not. They're oh not. God, they're fake. But I've Bro, also they're said they're that. Wrong, they're I'm sorry. I'm talking over the host. Akisha, I apologize. Utah is a faker. They faked everyone out. They just like they faked out. I didn't say you word for word. I'm saying the framework of your, uh-huh. your conversation. Yeah. Was you believe. Right, it. Let me reframe it for the audience. The framework of Kelvin's statement was that Utah <laughs> is a real deal championship contender team. <laughs> and if I stayed to be uh, stated the beginning of this of the playoff that they're fakers. They're just gonna fake everyone out, and they did that. So. Uh, let me just step back. I'm just happy I got one right on Kelvin. So I'm happy. So, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we know what this is all about now. <laughs> okay. Well, we all know Phil is going to be a flip flopper. People go to jail with those kind of testimonies and eyewitnesses. <laughs> just a fallacy. But okay, people, let's get back to business. <clears throat> Eastern Conference, who's winning? Who cares? I don't care. Who, who cares? Bucks, Hawks, I don't care. 
Who cares? Who's watching? If you guys want to watch, hit us up on uh, DM us or, or, or hit us on, on Facebook, Instagram, or even on the on 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 our on the uh, podcast thing saying I care or you don't care. Nobody cares. We want to see Philadelphia and the Nets. That's all we want to see. Rue Hoopers want to see that. Nobody cares about the Milwaukee. Nobody care about the Hawks other than Milwaukee and the Bucks. The basketball world. You mean Atlanta? Atlanta, excuse me, ATL and Lemon Pepper Lou. That's who cares. All the, that's the only people care. Nobody else cares. So I'm just going to say I don't care because whoever wins is going to get wiped out in the playoffs. <laughs> They're going to get wiped up in the finals. That's all I'm going to say. I'm cranking up at the who cares. I'll say the Bucks. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they match up. And I think the person who guards Giannis is probably going to have to have the most or the best cardio uh, in their life, which will probably be John Collins. So it's going to be interesting just to see how that plays out. Um, Drew is going to be on trade. That's going to be interesting. And I, I don't really see anyone guarding Chris Middleton. Uh, like, you lose all your wings. You don't have Hunter. You don't have Cam Reddish. Um, who are you going to throw in there? Solomon Hill? No. Um, I mean, honestly, this series, it could be over in five to six. Like, yeah. They have to play perfect basketball and shoot great to to actually win the series. Now, if the Bucks do what Charles say is just Bucks play like the dumb team, like the dumbest team, uh, they can lose. But I'm not gonna guarantee that. <laughs> so I mean, I think the Bucks are gonna pull it off. It's just gonna be a handful, but if they do pull it off, shout out to ATL. Man, listen, yo, listen, let me say this. It's better to go after Allen, man, because my, my pressure goes back down. When Phil start talking, I go after <laughs> Phil, man, my pressure goes up. You know what I'm saying? My pressure is down because this dude has some sound points, man. And I'm, I'm with you, Allen. I'm calling the Bucks in five. If there is no injuries, no injuries, to key players, that I'm saying the Bucks are in five. Um, honestly, I'll even go as far as to say if the Bucks play the Suns, I think the Bucks will beat the Suns. But that's a little that's a, that's further on. This might be the Bucks year, man. I don't like the Bucks. I don't like this style of basketball play. But you know, everybody know basketball is about matchups, man. You know what I'm saying? When you get to matchups and how a team matches up with a different team, that's what depends on the series, especially in the playoffs. And the Bucks right now. They just they just outmatch uh, ATL. So I, I I'm with Allen. I'm just I'm willing to say five. I'll be surprised if it goes six because I don't think I don't think they match up well. And Allen kind of pointed out the wing the wing play, and then nobody's out there guarding. Even though he got two moves, they still can't stop Giannis, man. And that's and that's gonna be the end of it. And Chris Middleton's gonna get off. I just don't see. I just think they out physical him. They can they can they they can they can guard them on the perimeter. They can I guard agree. the pick and roll better than Philly can, and they healthier. So I, it's just yeah. hard for me to see a, a look where the Bucks don't win this series in five games. I agree. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Long as long as Giannis doesn't start experimenting with different extended ranges of shooting oh he will say I want him to calm down. Okay, first of all, okay. <laughs> Stay where you're strong. Don't start, oh, I'm open. I'm on a three-point line. Oh, I missed it. Like, my man, no, wait a minute. Practice, perfect practice. Like, stay in your wheelhouse and stop playing. Also, I want them to win because I told y'all, we just started doing these trading cards, and I pulled a Giannis card. <laughs> it's really expensive right now, okay? I told y'all if we trade it in, cash it in. I'm going to get y'all Chick-fil-A. So that's why I'm hoping <laughs> that they win because these trading cards are moving like stocks and I'm about to be living a good life, okay, if they win. So <laughs> Phil, start praying and interceding, okay? As much as you don't like them, change your heart. Do the work of the Lord, okay? <laughs> Bucks and five. 
I four, agree, six, four, seven. <laughs> I agree. I agree with what y'all said. I, I match up the Bucks. I don't think, like you said, I don't think the Hawks could build a proper wall. And 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 what, who's gonna do? What's it? What's Capella? <laughs> yeah, I agree with y'all. I believe the Bucks is gonna win, but in reality, I still don't care. Yeah, it's hard. It's definitely hard to care, man. It's definitely hard to care. I mean, that tragedy of a and and I took I would kept my words, y'all. I didn't watch it since Game Five, and Allen know because Allen, to be honest, man, I said that the, the people that I worry about blowing leads are the Bucks and the Sixers. And the Sixers did exactly what I told you they were going to do. These dudes built, lost two 20-point leads, man. So I said after game five, you lost me too. <laughs> so I'm still a Sixer at heart, but I was like, you can't get my Father's Day. <laughs> I'm yeah. having a great Father's Day, <laughs> but you can't get my Father's Day. So, yeah, so listen, man. Um, can I can I get a can I get a second just to talk about the Sixers, man? Yes. Hey, man, tell them why you're mad. Keisha, announce it. Keisha, action. All right, Kelvin, we need you. We're gonna give you your time. Tell oh. them why you mad. Tell them. Come on. Oh, I'm mad for so many different reasons, y'all. I, I mean, it starts with Daryl Morey, and this is freestyle off the top, man. This is all freestyle off the top. You you you're supposed to be the the premier GM, right? And you bring us George Hill. <laughs> George Hill with a strong zero across the board. He, he did nothing for us, yo. He was a, he was a, he was a chair on defense, on offense. He was a turnover, a missed three. I mean, it it was just it was just bad, man. I mean, I'm I'm like, is this the second string rotation we were raving about? I was I told Evan, I said, Evan, what's the purpose of getting George Hill? Nah, man, he's a solid veteran guard. Okay, all right, all right. So yeah, he, he's he's my he's number one. Um, number two, we have um, none other than 180 million himself, Tobias Harris the second light-skinned assassin on the squad. These guys are no-shows in the playoffs, man. He is who we thought he was. Tobias, you are a good humanitarian, but your basketball game lacks substance, bro. Lacks substance. So I'm mad at him. Um, he's number two on the list because one game he had four points. I mean, how do you only – it is tough to score four points in a basketball game you play 35-plus minutes. And you are a shoot – and you're supposed to be a scorer, and you score four points? To me, that's embarrassing. And that tells me who you are. So so you you make number two on the list. Number three, Glenn Rivers. He's not Doc anymore. There's only one Doc in Philadelphia. That's Dr. J. He's Glenn right now. Glenn? You got a track record, Glenn, of blowing games, blowing series. I loved your swag. I loved how, how vocal you were and you got in the players' faces and you told them how it was. But I got to tell you how it is, Doc. Ex-Doc, Glenn. You blew it for us again. So the Clippers might have made the right move by getting rid of you last year, but you got another year of redemption. So you're number three on the list. Number four. Uh, number four should have been number one. Is Joel the process? He he should have took the he should have took the he got the less he get the less uh, criticism. That's what I'm saying. So he should have went before because he's on a tournament this year. So I'm not so mad at Joe. Joe gave it his he gave it his all, but he was pressing because of those other dudes around. Number five on the list, baby. Benjamin broke jump shot sentence. This guy is an embarrassment to Australia. I'm sorry, Ben. I got to tell it like it is, Ben. You embarrassed your whole country. You embarrassed our whole city. You embarrassed yourself. You know, I mean, why do you post videos of jump shots in the summertime? Like, 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 why are you in the gym, bro? Like, I'm not wasting my hours in the gym to shoot 500, 600 jump shots to not shoot at my actual job. That's like, that's like me preparing for my job and not doing work when I get to my job. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. If I'm preparing for something, that means the preparation I put in, I'm going to show it when I get on that stage. 
And what you did, bro, um, you are an embarrassment, bro. Like to the whole city of Philadelphia, yo. We're embarrassed by you, yo. Your game is lacking, yo. Whoever's training you should not train basketball again. They should train like uh EA sports basketball or something like that. Cause because whatever they doing for you is not working, dude. You are horrible right now, yo. So I'm glad that you took a step back from the Olympics and you decided to work on your basketball game and working on your skills because you need to hide for at least two months, bro. Like, and that's the way, that's the key to this world right now. We're in a social media world, like high and wear hoodies even in the summertime, bro. And, uh, and you know, ride a bike. So people, you don't stand out, you know, cause you're 6'10". So ride a bike too, ride a bike everywhere you go, wear a hoodie. Um, and that's what I need you to do, Ben. Because right now, like you, you embarrass basketball players, man. Like you had two field goals in thirty plus minutes in all the fourth quarters, bro. Like, how do you do that? How do you be on the court thirty plus minutes in fourth quarters and you have two field goals and you get paid one hundred seventy-seven million dollars? You're not better than anybody. One hundred seventy-seven million dollars better than anybody in the NBA right now. But that's what your salary says. So I am done my venting on the Sixers. Pathetic. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't think there uh, is anything left to be said. Um, Kelvin, thank you so much for that. Okay. Thank you so much for expressing the concerns of Philadelphia. I'm just going to say that. Okay. Every Sixers day. <laughs> and I'm over here cracking up so much. I mean, because we agree, but it is what it is at this point. We're mad. The finals are whack-ish, but we're not. So we thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.